Hi, I'm Delaney Foley, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner, and here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Delaney and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are Butte Tough. Today's podcast is presented by Lescavar Honda of Butte. Before we get the show started, I want to tell you a little bit about my Lescavar experience. Not that long ago, my wife and I were in the market for a safe and reliable Honda so we can have some peace of mind as our daughter goes out of town for college. We shopped around and shopped online, but we found nothing but cars with high mileage, high stickers, and no warranty at all. I thought Lescavars would be a little bit too expensive, but we stopped there anyway. To my surprise, we found a 2018 Honda Civic right away. The car had low miles and a reasonable sticker price. We talked to Mike Beckman and I asked, Hey, by chance, is there any kind of warranty on this car at all? I expected him to say, get out of here. Instead, he said, yeah, of course. 20 years, 200,000 miles. And I said, what? Get out of here. For a used car? Absolutely. A little later that afternoon, our daughter drove home with her new car, and my wife and I have had peace of mind ever since. As we drove away, we looked at each other and said, why would we go anywhere else? The answer is, we won't. We're less of our customers for life. Lescavar Honda is now a proud sponsor of the Buttecast and the Athletes of the Week. Lescavar Honda, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. He is a musician, a former athlete, husband, father, and grandfather. No matter how you define today's podcast guest, Andy Larson was always one to swing for the fences in each of those categories. He has played his music and sang songs all around the world. That includes stints in Nashville and Las Vegas as he shot for the moon as an entertainer. Larson also tried out for the Seattle Seahawks. Three times he tried out as a long snapper. That followed a career that saw the 1972 Butte High graduate earn first-team All-State honors twice for the Bulldogs. Of course, the one athletic feat that Larson is most proud of is one accomplished by his son, Jake. In 2000, Jake set the Montana All-Class State record in the 300-meter hurdles. More than 23 years later, that record still stands. Being the proud father that he is, Andy checks in on that record religiously. Yesterday, I met with Andy at the Coach's Corner at the Metal Sports Bar and Grill for a great conversation. Listen in as he talks about that 300 hurdles record and his football playing days. Listen as he talks about his music career, which is still going strong, by the way, and all the big-time names that he met along the way. Seriously, listen to the names that he met along the way. Sure, I might say this all the time, but this is one podcast that you do not want to miss. So, without further ado, here he is, Butte's own Andy Larson.
All right, Eddie, I get a kick out of this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm educating you about how to, how to talk into a microphone and stuff as we go before. Well, you must have, uh, you've been in front of microphones for your entire life. 50 some, 54 <laughs> years, probably, since yeah. I was 14, yeah, it's a, which is terrible, 54 and 14. You know what that is. That's 69. Yeah. I guess I can't add them for Butte High. Yeah. <laughs> Butte High education coming through. Absolutely, there. yeah. Actually, uh, Butte High is where I did my best math. I had uh, Bob Toivin and Dan Lean, and they were the teachers that made you do your homework. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I was good at math, and by the time I took, I took a college algebra and college trig classes at Tech, just because I knew that was the last math of my life, right. it was super easy. Yeah. But I couldn't, right now I couldn't do it. No, I... I couldn't do my daughter's homework right now. No. I was at Tech for a while, but I learned better. <laughs> <laughs> now, I speaking of that, I... Yeah. No, we've known each other for a long time, and yeah. you're one of my favorite people because well, you're you. you're a nice guy. You're funny. You're uh, you're outspoken. You know, you're not afraid to tell. No, you're not afraid to, to say like to it say, is. You know, tell like it is, and I've always appreciated that. But I read this story about you leaving the football team over the hair, long hair, and I just wanted to give you a hug because standing up for principal at such a young age like that, and I don't know if it, you look back on it thinking how good that was, but but you, the coach, was trying to make everybody have short hair, right? And which there was only four or five guys had long hair. Everybody yeah. else had Richie Hodge right. short hair. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, Richie you know? never was a no, hippie never kind of was, type. He was never a hippie kind of guy. <laughs> and I, uh, I just, I, they said they come up to me after I did, we did the triples and ready for game week and everything. And then they come yeah. up and they said, we can't put your picture in the program. I said, well, don't. <laughs> well, no, that's not how it works. You know, you yeah. gotta have to. And I said, why am I cutting my hair? Because you'll remember it on the goal line when you're going in for a touchdown. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, eh, I don't think so. Yeah. But anyway, so I came back with another proposal to them, and uh, they reneged on that. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I was thinking about this, and maybe that's the way to go. So I want everybody on the team to shave their heads bald, and I'll go with it. <laughs> and they said no. So yeah. I left. Yeah. Well, and that's... I appreciate that a lot. Of course, I, I cut my own hair and I cut it really short, which yeah. much to the chagrin sure. of my yeah. mother. But uh, you know, I wear a hat, I wear yeah. wear a hoodie. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a suit and tie kind of right. guy. You yeah. know, and I appreciate. Yeah. I, I fought against the dress code at the standard for years. You know, <laughs> I, I I always felt I, I would read their dress code good and I would follow yeah. the loopholes as yeah. best I could. So uh, yeah. I always appreciated that. But that was the same time, just about the same era where Bill Walton was dealing with that same issue. With his coach, of course, right. you know, John, John Wooden. John Wooden. John Wooden. Till, it, yeah. Yeah, and Bill Walton, I saw a thing where Bill said, you know, I, this is my hair is important to me. It's, uh, I'm standing on my principles. I'm not going to cut my hair. Right. And John Wooden said, well, we'll miss you. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. Sometimes he went and got a haircut. Yeah, that happens, you know. But he was I, ready uh, to make a lot of money in the NBA, oh, too, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, you know, mine was, you know, you know, I always said, hey, you know, my dad was too young for the Second World World War, so he joined the Merchant Marines and sailed the Seven Seas. Mm-hmm. And then at 26, when he was ready to be done that, they drafted him into the Korean War. No, did. Oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah, so he got two yeah. wars out of it. Yeah. Yeah, so I says, hey, you fought for f- freedom, you know, and your oh. right to say what you want. And, you yeah. know, as long as you, you know, people forget that the right to say what you want, as long as you don't harm somebody and you're saying yeah. that, is what free speech is yeah you know it's not about blasting somebody you know and raking their name over the coals that's not what we do and and having long hair certainly is not hurting anybody other than maybe the mother who cringes when she sees you you know that's yeah you know like my mom she's judging me to this day i'm 50 years old next april and she's she's judging my my haircut that's exactly right yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I if you saw that, uh, I posted the uh, off offensive line of the 73 ore diggers. Yeah. Everybody had long hair on that year. Mm. Then the next year, we had long hair. Yeah. And then the next year, our coach, <laughs> Mr. Sprinkle, came in and decided that was what was It was his happen. first year as a coach. Yeah. 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 He made some mistakes. Yeah. You know, but he lost... He lost Grant Kleckner, who played for the University of Montana. Uh, he lost me. He lost Jay Blanchard from uh, Boston. Yeah. He lost a lot of people. And you were what started at center the two yeah, years two before years. that, right? Yeah, for the two years, yeah. 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 And that's a tough position to want to replace going into the first game of the season. Uh, you would think so. You know, it's <laughs> I, of course maybe I'm, my son's playing center for Butte High or the right. JV. I might be a little biased, but the center no, seems like one of the most important right. positions. We handle the ball every play. The only you're the only position on offense that's guaranteed to touch the touch ball every the ball play. Every play, because. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback, yeah. As we see the couple yeah. games that the, the quarterback didn't even have a chance to touch right. the ball with yeah. a snap That's, too high. Yeah, well, and I, I was a long snapper too, so I yeah. did the punts and the extra points. Yeah, and that's – yeah. those guys, they make uh, – they can work until they're 40 in the NFL and make now, very good money. Yeah. when I played, you was covered. Yeah. You got your head yeah. banged yeah, through now, your Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Cause oh, you, you, got, you got destroyed. I'm telling you what, yeah. it was – because if you intimidated the center, you're going to get a bad snap. Yeah. So they – Pounded you. Yeah. And now you can't line up over the center, even no. let alone touch no, it. No, like hell. I could play in the NFL now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, I, I couldn't, couldn't go down and tackle nobody. Yeah. Uh, you could get the snap back. Yeah. No, I, you know, as we get older, we get better. You know, yeah. that's how that works. Well, and, and you tried out for the Seahawks, didn't you, as a long snapper? Yes, I did. Because I uh, heard people uh, talk stories about you practicing snapping all, all the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go to the carnivals and I'd snap the footballs through the, through the, uh, the tires for prizes for girls. Oh, did you really? Yeah, from across the, <laughs> the midway. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could go, I'd do 10, or 10 out of 10. No kidding. So you zap, had zap, 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 zap. Yeah, because yeah, that's what it's muscle memory. You got to get that down. Yeah, yeah. And right, but with, with the added yeah. bonus of someone smacking you right when you're sending it, though, that would oh, be, yeah. that'd be tough. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's just, just, you know, evolution of the game. You know, it's like quarterbacks now, they can play till they're 60. Because yeah. no one wants to touch them. I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you, well, yeah. it's illegal to touch them. Yeah. Right, I know, yeah. <laughs> I was showing my wife. Unless you're Justin Fields and they let him hit him right yeah, in the yeah, head or whatever. Just, I don't yeah, know, you can run. <laughs> I uh, was showing her uh, highlights of uh, Dit Butkus when the Bears were playing the other night. Yeah. And I says, watch this play. Yeah. And there was a play and he just devoured, just destroyed this quarterback. And I says, do you see that play? That would have him ostracized from the NFL for life yeah. if he was playing today. They would they would kick him out of the league. Yeah, he'd be he, – nothing he could do would be allowed no, right now. there's nothing. Yeah. You have to remember back in the 70s in college, in high school, you had to have your hands like this. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't put your hands out. To block, yeah. They were a V. Yeah. You know, almost held onto your own jersey so you could block, and they were – they just – it was – a very dis big disadvantage to Yeah, that was tough. I remember doing junior high, we had a block yeah. like that. Yeah. And you couldn't, you, yeah, you couldn't you get it. can't use your hands, can't open your hands. You get, you get a quick defensive guy who, oh, yeah. and of course the defensive guys then, uh, Deacon slap. Jones would slap you in the head. Oh, yeah. You know, which they made that illegal. Right. But. Only when they don't, only when they see it, it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there there was lots of stuff that happens yeah. every play. Still, every play could be a a, a flag because someone's yeah. doing something. Yeah, yeah. So it was, so, was it in '78 when the Seahawks? Is that when they were? '76 is uh, they played their first game uh, August first '76 against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. and I won. tried out. 
the year that spring before and the reason was as they were putting the team together yeah. there was a call for i tried out in alby stadium in uh, spokane uh and uh that one was uh, i was young and i still had a year or so eligibility so they didn't really want to yeah. kind of deal with you so then the next year i tried out and we uh went to the kingdom and mm -hmm. tried out in the kingdom and then the last year I went, I went three years trying to make really? the team. And the last year we tried out in uh, in uh, Husky Stadium because uh, the Kingdom was becoming uh, at that time. I, I you know, I, they say it was a new building when they went in there, but I I remember it looking like a, it was a shambles. It was a big old concrete yeah, ceiling. Just an ugly old. Yeah, I heard they, you know, concrete would fall out of the out of the. Yeah. Out of the ceiling, you know. <laughs> yeah. If the place was rumbling, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, but that year, they, uh, I stayed for quite a while, and they put me, they said, you're going to send me to Spokane to play with the Golden Hawks, which was a semi-pro team. Oh, yeah. And get me beefed up. And that didn't sound like the thing I wanted to do, <laughs> so... So yeah. I came home and started teaching a little bit. Yeah. Oh, really? And playing music. Yeah. Yeah, you were a teacher. Huh? Well, I was. I graduated as a teacher. I only. I only substitute taught and taught uh, uh, adult ed's ed for old yeah. uh, old uh, Harry down there at the at the Votech. Oh, know? did you? Yeah, Harry Freeborn. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then uh, it was all music from there on out. Yeah. I left the Cats. I had a full ride to the Cats. Oh, really? a freshman. My freshman class, me and Paul Clable, we were roommates during football. Our freshman class was the national champions in 76. Yeah. And I, uh, I tend to have uh, the ability to walk away from things that were really good sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's hindsight's 2020. But I had a, we had played the Shrine game the month, be the week before. Yeah, because Shrine so, Game used to be Shrine, August. And, and we played on camp. Saturday night, and Sunday we reported to the cat camp and started practice. And after like two weeks of practice for the Shrine Game, well, too, was it? Yeah, and it was yeah. two weeks of Now it's like six of, days. Of yeah. triples. Yeah. Bob Petrino was our coach. Oh, yeah. All of the all of the uh, Missoula guys and, and only one of the Kalispell guys stayed. All the Missoula guys and Kalispell guys walked off after the third day. They left the Shrine Game or Shrine Team. So we had to call guys up like Gary Markovich from Butte Central, little Gary yeah. and everything, you know, <laughs> and, and we put the team back together and we played. Yeah. And then I reported there and then we started our camp with there. And I was uh, I was uh, on the I was on the depth chart for like a defensive tackle, that kind of stuff too, not even a, and a center. Yeah. You know, and uh, you ended up co uh, blocking people all day long like Bill Kohler. Okay. You know, and Bill Kohler, you know, nine years in the NFL, you know. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was like, I looking around, I looked at Paul Clayball. He's right there. I said, Paul, I says, look at me on that tape. I says, geez, look at me. I'm standing. <laughs> I can't be standing. Someone's going to kill me. Yeah. You know, and he goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm burnt. I'm, I think I'm, I says, I, I don't think I can do this. Uh -huh. And uh, so I went to Sonny Holland, or Sonny Lubick. And Sonny went to Sonny Holland. All these people are yeah. my coaches. Yeah. Right here in the Sonny Lubick corner, yeah. went to Sonny Holland and says, we want to redshirt this kid. And Sonny says, I need him. Sonny Holland says, I need him. He either plays or he goes. Uh -huh. And I left. Yeah. I went into, had a big, long talk with Sonny Holland. Yeah. 
you know, told him. He said, well, what are you going to do now? I said, ah, I don't know. I'll pick up my guitar and go play. Yeah. Then when Sonny Holland got inducted into the Hall of Fame with Pat Carney, remember that? Yeah. So I went down. I did a patriotic show for him during the, during the induction. Yeah. And Sonny Holland came behind the curtain, and he had a tear running down his eye. And he says, you know, Andy, he says, when you told me you were leaving to play the guitar, I thought, that poor kid. <laughs> and he says, you made the right choice. Nice. It was cool. That's so pretty we, cool. So we kind of got ourselves back to normal. You yeah. Know? It was, yeah. Such a good man, Sonny Holland. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Yeah. And he never, he never, from that day forward, he never forgot me singing God Bless the USA and yeah. all that kind of stuff. He was... Nice. He thought that was pretty cool. And so you, was it 72 you graduated, 73? 72. 72, because yeah. you were in the class with Clay Bowl, Lebsock, Mike Anderson. Lebsock was the year oh, was behind Lebsock? us. Yeah, okay. I was Chris Milo. Richie Haw. Richie Haw, John Dick, Al Ted Richards, Al Hansen, yeah. Hansen uh, Bobby Dennehy, uh, Pete Haristu. Yeah. A, lot a lot of great of athletes. Great athletes. They all went to Utah. They played at Utah and, yeah. you know, and the Air Force Academy and all over. We were good. Yeah. We lost... Uh, in Great Falls, I think it was 20 below or something. It was just yeah. horrid. And it's frozen tundra, and they come out in turf shoes. And, yeah. And I think we lost 27-14. Uh, I think that was like the that. game where uh, Wade and Paffhausen says that they called a fair catch and returned it or something like right. twice. We, twice, yeah. yeah. And then we ran, they had a late flag for uh, offsides or illegal procedure after Chris Milo Dragovich scored a touchdown, you know. Yeah. Called it back, that kind of stuff. Did he really? The only people that got hurt was Peter Risto. He had a terrible concussion. He didn't know where he was walking around in circles in the at halftime in the and we sent him right back out to play, of course. You know, yeah. we don't there was no concussion protocol at all. <laughs> and uh, and two trumpet players who got their lips stuck to their mouthpieces during halftime. Yeah. Butte band. No got, kid. Yeah, it was so cold they got stuck and it was a crazy day. Yeah, and that's yeah. something you, you wonder about yeah. those cold days when you see those guys yeah. out there blowing on the, mm. those instruments. Poor guys, yeah. you know. You, you, Be the drummer. <laughs> You're moving. <laughs> yeah, you've seen, we've all seen a Christmas story. What can happen when you put your lips on something? Uh, well, metal we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that at the Greeley School. As a matter of fact, somebody yeah. did that. Oh yeah. Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week: Butte Central Senior Jack Keeley and Butte High Seniors Autumn Silk and Kiara Case. Keeley takes home the boys' award after leading the Maroons on offense and defense as BC beat Livingston 21-14 in a football game Friday night at Bobcat Stadium in Bozeman. Keeley tossed a touchdown pass to Ryan Peoples, and he ran for a score. Also, Keeley picked off a pass with 50 seconds left to seal the victory. Silk and Case share the girls' honor for their contributions to the Butte High soccer team. Bulldog coach Eric Zaylor said he couldn't choose one, so he picked them both. Autumn has been an absolute monster for us, both in the midfield and the back line, the coach said. In a season of culture change, she has bought in, outworked, and led by example against the best talent in the state. Zoller said Case is the ideal center back. She's strong, physical, and organized, the coach said. She always seems to find herself in the right spot to make all the easy plays, and she is ready to make the hard ones. Her work often goes unnoticed because she is doing her job. Congratulations, Jack, Autumn, and Kiera. And thank you, Lescavar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here of Lescavar Honda. With fall in the air and hunting season around the corner, now's the time to come down and look at that truck or SUV you've always wanted. We sell all makes and models, and we have one of the largest selections in all of Butte. All of our vehicles are clearly marked, 
and priced below market value. And with a non-commissioned sales team, you're guaranteed to get the vehicle you want. Stop on down and see us at Lescovar Honda, home with a famous 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grande's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grande's can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. Yeah. Is that where you went to school? Yeah, I was a hawk. Yeah. I was a Greeley hawk. Was uh, Greeley a tough neighborhood back then in those days? You know, there were, there were guys... There's yeah. still people living there that were, were there when I was a kid. You yeah. Know? I remember the Lovshins. I remember the Collinses. Yeah. Uh, you know all them guys. There was there was a few, but it, nothing like, you know, nothing like on the, up there. You know by, uh, by the homes and that stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they didn't bother anybody. We yeah. didn't. You know. There's always a. I call them. There's classes. You know, class double A is double A for a reason. Yeah. Class A is A for a reason. Class B is there for a reason. Because yeah. they're they're basically they're they're down the ladder. Yeah. You know, you got guys like Buddy Walsh playing class double A class A and Chris Milo Dragovich, you know, and all that stuff, and they were tough. Yeah. Chris and I fought in the prison at seventeen. We fought convicts in the prison. Did you really like like boxing match smokers? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well we were I was an app. Chris and I both were AAU amateurs. Really? We, I went to the regionals. We, we fought quite a bit for Doc, Doc Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah, I had, it's a great Doc I had Jordan, 60, huh? 60 fights. Really? And I, had, I fought in four uh, tech smokers, and the first annual uh, 
uh, rugby smoker at the University of Montana. A rugby smoker, that's probably pretty rowdy, huh? Oh, it was crazy, yeah. yeah. And they set us up, uh, Jimmy Conan boxed too that day. And he went down twice in every round and got right back up, butte tough. This kid yeah. was a ringer, he just, he was, he was a good boxer. Yeah. But Jim had all the fight in the world in him, you know, he, he wasn't gonna give up. And yeah. then I got lined up with the bouncer from the trading post. His name was Jim Zaslow. Yeah. 305 pounds. He was a 575 <laughs> bench presser. Wow. He was a monster. Uh, Just a monster. How do you take that guy down, yeah? I, I knocked him out. Did you? Yeah. He knocked me out of the back end of my trunks first, though. <laughs> so I'm in the field house with my ass hanging out. It was good, yeah. So I yeah. stuck a towel down my pants. And, and finished went. the fight, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. I had a little Billy Clark was my corner man and <laughs> Dave Thomas from the up on the hill by the group Goodwill. Yeah. They were my guys. Did you, uh, you liked fighting? Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I, I fought, uh, we fought in the regional Golden Gloves and they matched me and Matt Buckley up for the first fight. Oh, really? So Matt won a decision. And then he went and fought, and I had fought the kid the year before, but this kid was the Canadian national champion. He was named Dennis Belair. Yeah. And so Matt got in the ring and got knocked out of the ring and got back in the ring. And that's how tough that kid was. Yeah. He, I, to this day, I wouldn't fight Matt Buckley if uh, he had a gun to my head. Yeah, well, you know, either way, <laughs> you know, you might, if you fight him, you might have a chance. If you got a gun to your head, you don't have any yeah. chance at all. Well, I don't, he's, you know, uh, I know. Yeah, he's, he's a raw bone son of a gun. But it's a good thing he's such a nice guy. <laughs> he is, at times. Yeah, you know. He broke Sorry, his, Matt, but he, you know, he broke his know femur. You, he broke his femur, and then I think he cut his cast off. He's just tired of yeah. walking. Yeah. He, uh, well, we played against, I played him against him at Carroll, him and Bobby Peoples. Yeah. And then, uh, or Billy Peoples, or Bob. Peterson. Bob Peter, yeah, yeah. Peterson. Hollywood then, Bob. Yeah, and then uh, I fought, or then we, uh, Danny Rambo was on that team. Yeah. yeah we were co-champs that year, the really? first year, 73, I think. So you were probably going head-to-head -head with Buckley on the line then. Yeah. High school and college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, that offensive line that we had was uh, Tom Dyke, 6'5", 260, uh, Danny Ruminski, me at center, uh, Scott Palmer from Great Falls Central and the other guard, and Jim Pearson's at the other tackle. Yeah. So that was a good line. There's only two of us left, me and Pearson's. Everybody else is dead. No kidding, huh? Yeah, that tells you how old we are. Yeah, well, that's way too young, though. You're not even oh, 70. Oh, I know, You're not yeah. even 70 not yet. Not quite yet, yeah. no. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, between that and then, uh, you know, you had to you had to figure out a time when you were going to hang up the boxing gloves and hang up the 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 idea of a foot of football and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Played in played in the pig bowl three times. Yeah. Did you? JC's against the Butte Police. Oh really? I was a policeman. I I, <laughs> I was on the county crew. Really? Me and Buddy Walsh. Yeah, we played. That was the original pig bowl back. The big in the one. Day. Yeah, yeah, and it was. It was Slaughterhouse Nine. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now, football's not a. Yeah. It's not like basketball. It's not a sport that you should play later to, on. You know, later on after you haven't been playing. We had, you know, Tom. Uh, uh, Tommy Gallagher was our fullback, and he was forty-four years old or so at that time. Really? Yeah, he played. He's tough. he was tough. He was tough, the judge, tough. right? Wouldn't be the judge. The judge. He was yeah. tough. Yeah. Turtle Johnson played. It was funny. Really? He had a little turtle, and who else? Uh, Beanie Parks, he was going to be our drop kicker, you know. 
Oh, but he went out on the field and he says, I can't kick this ball. And I says, why? He says, I don't know. He says, this pad that you put in front here, I can't move my leg. He had the butt pad on the front. It was funny. It was pretty funny. Good old beanie. They brought the pig bowl back for two years, probably about 15 years ago or so. Right. My favorite player ever was in the pig bowl was uh, Bonesy Thatcher. Yeah. Mike, Mike was uh, playing line in his three-point stance was – Technically, a two-point stance because that, that get hand wasn't touching. The... And then they'd stand up, and it was like he was having a conversation with the guy in front of him. Yeah. They'd have pushed yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he had the kick, and he was that's what he was better to be the kicker, and it was the ugliest kick ever. That's what Bob Green said. He missed that kick short left and right. right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got great lines. I'll tell you what. He never never ceases to amaze yeah. me, old. But that was, uh, that was crazy, the pig bowl, because uh, – some of those guys were out there just to have a little fun. Then you got Manzani, Scotty Manzani, and oh, uh, and uh, the Tasmanian and, Devil, and, and Travis Heddick. They were Hitting. playing like it was the Super Bowl. Hitting hard. And they, yeah. they, I thought Manzani killed Russ Robertson, but Russ oh, yeah. popped right back yeah. up. But he hit him so hard. Oh yeah. It was fun to watch, but it was also I'm thinking these guys got yeah. got to go to work. How's on your Monday. insurance? <laughs> yeah, you got work. this isn't a workman's comp deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're just, you might be yeah. fighting a fire on Monday. You right. know. You know. Yeah, so, it, so what I so when I transitioned and went and did music full time, then I I got on the easier side of the yeah. of life a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so and that's, that's some be, fun. That's got to be fun because I, I remember I think the first time I saw you play, probably you played uh, my cousin Jody Diarcy and Panna Dinsmore got married. Oh yeah, and you played that, and I, you must have played for five hours. Oh yeah, we just played until as long as they kept feeding us booze, we played. Yeah, you know. I drank enough brandy to, <laughs> to raise the Titanic. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a long, it was a long, fun night, and everyone yeah. just, you know, I just assumed yeah. the music's got it at some point. But no, that was, was at the house too. Up it was there. up there yeah, on the yeah, on the hill. The hill, yeah. Pepper and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And, and uh, then we started playing. You know, we I got the band together. We were doing bars and tur- touring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was always fun. Yeah. yeah so. Well, you were never afraid to go take a big swing, like going, and yeah. and, and, and trying out for the Seahawks. Sure going to Vegas and playing. Did you go to Nashville, too? I was in Nashville. I was on You Can Be a Star, the first American yeah. Idol Yeah, that's show. right. Yeah. yeah. I lost to Trisha Yearwood. Did you really? That day, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I went, and I, my big joke now is, you know, well, if I'd have won, <laughs> You'd be married Trisha Yearwood <laughs> would be here talking to you, and I'd be married to Garth Brooks. <laughs> Still your life right from you. Boy, what a great life I would have had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she and she, yeah, she's obviously super talented. Just to be on the stage with her must have been pretty cool. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, she's. Well, when I went out at first, uh, I had a dead mic, so they had to start the show all over. Oh. And that's the same show when uh, when uh, Alan Jackson got up and sang it out of the audience. Oh, really? Was, yeah, it was a crazy. What show. year was that? Eighty three or eighty four, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, I can't I can't quite remember, but uh, she didn't even win the show. Really? Yeah, somebody else won the show. And uh, she go well, you know, she's in the studios and, you know. I had my chance to stay there or come home. So a lot of times you have the chance of keeping your family or doing something different. Yeah. And then, you know, and it never fails. I mean, even Garth Brooks, he got divorced. Yeah. You know, he had his family, all that's gone, you know. And those are the pitfalls of that kind of a life because you're gone all the time. Yeah. You're out till three in the morning you know my wife uh, god god bless her 
she kept me for 42 years, even <laughs> though I, I went to the High Line to play rock and roll music once. I was supposed to be back on a Sunday. I got back on a Tuesday, <laughs> and I had, instead of 300 bucks, I had 75 bucks because I had to enjoy myself. Yeah. And I, I gave her that, and uh, when I got to the house, all my worldly possessions were thrown out in the middle of uh, Harrison Avenue. <laughs> and I says, but honey, I says, this music, says, it was great exposure up there. She says, Andy, in Montana, you can die from exposure. <laughs> and that okay. was the greatest line yeah. I ever heard. That is a Andy great line. And it was true. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good line. Yeah. yeah. Then Ron Davis always gives me a bad time because he was a teenage kid walking from El Taco, and I used to live right next door to it. And he go, he remembers that night all my stuff out in Harry. Oh, did he really? Oh, he remembered the whole thing right yeah. out there on the street. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but you know, here we are. She she got over it anyway. Huh? I don't know if she ever got over Maybe it, but she, she got past it. She got past <laughs> it. Yeah, never get over. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's my wife's still mad at me for things I did in two thousand two. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> It's, you know, they have great memories. Yeah. You know, I forget everything. Yeah. Yeah. They sure do. But you, uh, you know, of course, I, I had my profession, you know, as, when I was a sports writer. Right. I had the same kind of deal. Like, I could have, there's times I, I could have pursued a career. You know, somebody asked me, and I was speaking at a, one of the local clubs, mm -hmm. asked me, why do I, why do I work in beauty? He said, you could, you know, you could have probably moved on, worked at big papers and tried to do cover oh, yeah. big teams. I said, well, I met a girl. You know, and I wanted to stay married. That's right. You know, and so you end up staying in Butte, which I'm glad I did. I can't imagine living anywhere but Butte anyway. No, but that's the same thing for you. Like you said, Garth Brooks got divorced. I mean, right. Johnny Cash got divorced. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're going to, it's a yeah. tough life to live. And, it is. And then, of course, when you're in music, right. I mean, there's, you know, the, the, the saying sex, drugs, and rock and roll isn't, isn't just a clever saying. No, it's, it's know, real. It's, it's, it's yeah. really there. I toured with the Montana band and the Ozark Mountain Daredevils for, yeah. I did 10 shows with them. And, you know, I'd go back to the, back to the hotel and, you know, soup du jour, this harmonica player on yeah. Chicken Ranch and all that stuff. <laughs> he'd be sitting there and they'd have a, they'd have a bowl of Coke and they'd have some, some doobies and they'd all no. be enjoying themselves. And I'd give, and uh, soup always wanted his own room, but didn't have one. So I had one. I give him my key and I said, I'm going to drive back to Butte. Thank you. <laughs> and I drive back to Butte in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to be in that situation. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that would so, be. Yeah. I got to I got to see a lot of, you know, I, Eddie Rabbit, you know, uh, Chris Ledoux, uh, uh, Danny Seals, Jody Messina. Yeah. I opened for all those people. Joan Jett, all that kind of stuff. Thirty Eight Special, you know, I That's had a, cool. had a great great life. Yeah. That way, no one, you know, and in the in the middle of that, when I got done with football, I went to the Middle East. Had a company over there for a while. Did you really? Yeah, I had some Arab friends from here. I was in Damascus. I was down in Aqaba and the Red Sea. I went to Petra. I wow. went to everywhere. I, what were you doing? What kind of company? Uh, well, we're really funny. You know, don't. This is not. This is not the right time to say this, really. Yeah. But I sold uh, Chris Afuli pumps out of Glendive. Uh -huh. I sold Big Bud tractors. I sold a Big Bud tractor to our company. Sold it to Iran, hmm. and for their big their big projects and that. Yeah. Chris Afuli Pumps was to the Jordanian uh, water where they were irrigating, trying to get the West Bank yeah. irrigated and all that stuff. And then I had gone with a, a guy and, and learned all about uh, Class C explosives and sulfur gulf 
Gulf Explosives International in no the kidding. Middle East. No kidding. <laughs> and that wasn't a good thing to do. No. Oh, we got, we had, uh, well, that, not, we had deals that were not very good. There yeah. hasn't probably in our lifetimes, there hasn't been a good time to be, be in the Middle East yeah. probably. Like, of course, right now, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's tragic what's going on there now. Right. But even then, though, that was, yeah. you, you weren't looking, that wasn't far before, long before the, the, the hostages in Iran and all that stuff, right? Right. I, I was there. I was in Damascus, Syria on the day Khomeini came in and ousted the Shah. No kidding. And we had to roll back to Jordan and then fly back out. Yeah. And get back to the United States. Yeah, I wouldn't. See, I don't even want to go to Canada, let alone. <laughs> well, you know, traveling now is, you know, I, yeah. I was 25, 26 years old. It was like, this yeah. is, this is like, what a, what a deal, you know? Yeah. You know, I got to drive around with Queen Nora's hairdresser. <laughs> and, he, you know, he'd take us to the clubs and everything. I played in a little club called the, the Canary. And yeah. uh, it was a Canary Hotel where I stayed. And uh, I, uh, I got to play there because I didn't pay the rent because we were kind of poor trying to get everything going. Yeah. And I got met at the bottom of the stairs by, by uh, the owner with a, with a sword was going to kill me because I didn't have the rent paid. <laughs> so we're down in this little, this little, uh, it's called the, it was a Canary Hotel and the, the thing was called the Cottage. And it was a little pub. Oh. And uh, on the wall, just like you see these pictures, there was a, a guitar screwed to the wall, two strings <laughs> on it. And he says, you pay, you pay now. I says, I don't have it. I says, but you know, while I'm here, I says, if you give me that guitar tomorrow night, I'll start playing in your bar uh, and I'll play. He says, you play? I go, yeah. He goes, you know, John Denver. <laughs> and I go, I know those songs. Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah. And he goes, deal. But if you're no good, you're gone. You know? Yeah. So my buddy who I went over there with, we went to the store. We went to one of the music places like that. And we tried to find guitar strings. We finally found them. The neck was all bowed up and I straightened it all out. And that next day I went up and I sat and my friend took posters to all of the embassies. We were right at the end of Embassy Row, Sweden and England and all of them. Uh -huh. And I had that place packed with people and I started singing John Denver tunes. So now I get a big vat of, of German beer that's warm and he sold <laughs> cheeseburgers. They weren't cheeseburgers, they were Camel burgers. I don't know what they were, <laughs> but you know it was it was okay. So then we had to leave, and he came back at me with the sword. He says, "You leave, you die." <laughs> I says, "I have to leave." He says, "My business. I need you." <laughs> nice. So we had to leave, yeah, but it was hostage. It was right? crazy, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I had a great. I I did a lot of things that other people never ever got a chance yeah. to do. I, you know. All before I got married and everything, so it was yeah. cool. Hey everyone, John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the Buttecast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we have made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house designed apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. 
We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dekine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte, and online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an old-fashioned or a pink mink. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Is that how you met your wife? Was she a fan of your music? Is that how Roxy uh, you uh, were? She was, she was a barmaid at the Finland Hotel. Oh, really? I started the Finland Hotel in the Cavalier Room as a single. Yeah. Well, we got so packed that this is back in the day when 18-year-olds could drink and everything. Yeah. So then I hired Joey Vigas and Johnny, Johnny Jose, the teacher, uh-huh. and uh, Jerry Ness, and we formed this band called Homegrown. And we're on that little stage. It's if you go into the Cavalier Room, the front through the front door off the street, yeah. And right around the corner on the left was this little bandstand. Yeah. So we played there for about eight months, and the two guys that ran it were good old Butte hooligans, you know. And uh, I says, "Hey," I says, "What's behind that wall?" And they said it was a copper bowl. Yeah. And I says, "We should tear these walls down and have a big nightclub." He says, "Oh." Reber from Helena owned it at the time. He said, yeah. we can't do that. He says, the, bo- the books will go through the roof. And he says, he'll know something's up. I says, we'll leave the books the way they are. And you and me and him, we'll, we'll divide that up at the end. Yeah. A little bit of, you know, Butte business. Yeah. So I got hammered <laughs> and went to the outside in the hallway where they had the uh, fire the fire case with the axe yeah. and I broke the glass, <laughs> grabbed the axe and I knocked case every emergency wall down. Break glass I, I knocked all those walls down. Yeah. I didn't know if the whole fin was going to fall down. <laughs> I knew it was a supporting wall or what it was. Yeah. But we tore it all down, put rod, rod, rod iron there and put, built that 
stage that's there now. Yeah. But that, it was back further. It was back another 15, 20 feet because they got that office behind it. Yeah. And we rock and roll that place for about seven years. Really? Just crazy. Just fun times. Just though. a great time. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. You know, as good as it gets. And she was a bar barmaid. And mm. well, there you go. It worked out, huh? Yeah, worked out good. <laughs> it's been a. It's just like everything else. It's a rocky ride, but it's it's a good ride. Yeah. You know, and, and here we yeah. are. Anybody can live with a musician for 42, 43 <laughs> years has to be crazy. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> and you can play pretty much anything because you, you got a pretty wide range. You'll play country, country song, John rock, Denver, rock. Because yeah. that's Sinatra, what you Because you were kind of built as like country rock, weren't you, a little bit when like in the 80s? Going, yeah, in the 80s I was, yeah. Yeah. In the 70s I was playing Led Zeppelin and the Stones yeah. and all that stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah, you played. You, you had quite the range. It was was the last summer you played right up here, music on Maine. Mm -hmm. I came out. I saw your. I saw the poster you were playing. So I came out yeah. and watched. Yeah. And yeah, the, the range was just amazing. Yeah, I, you know. Well, you know, after that many years, I forgot more songs than I know. Yeah. You know, I was. I was, had to. I had to live through the disco era of all things. <laughs> Boogie oogie oogie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Polyester pants and big high car. Did, you, did you have the? Did you do that? Do you have the polyester pants, bell bottoms? Oh, I got pictures. Shoes. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the seventies color pictures in the seventies weren't a good thing. Right. For people no, because they, they <laughs> the color the color options were very yeah you know, corduroy suits that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? And I caught that. You know, I I was born in seventy four. Yeah. And I graduated of, in seventy two. So. Yeah, some of those some of those uh, pictures we have like our family pictures. Oh yeah. We got the the butterfly collars and stuff. Yeah. It's still right out of the seventies. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was a, it was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Different so, times, that's yeah. for sure. But yeah, so yeah, and then you know I ended up I do a lot. I still do a lot of national anthems for yeah for people and that stuff you know well that's one of one of my favorite moments of all time you mentioned god bless usa earlier yeah is uh butte central butte high basketball game game 1991 the civic center gulf was war pretty packed right right in the middle of the gulf war remember the urinals of the civic center had mm -hmm. pictures of saddam hussein yeah, you get pee said on desert ghost and that felt so good to be able to go in and, and pee yeah. on, on the picture right. yeah, yeah. you know it didn't hurt yeah. them all but no. but everybody was so patriotic so together yeah and so worried Right. And then, you know, we're playing a big basketball game. Right. And then you came out, sing the National Anthem. First you sing God Bless USA. And I take your version over Lee Greenwood well, in, thank a, you very in much. a heartbeat. <laughs> and and I'll never forget that, though. You sang yeah. that, and everybody, I don't think there was a dry eye yeah. in the place. And then, yeah. of course, Central goes out and beats Beehive for the first time in a long time. A long time, yeah. In that game. But that yeah. was, that must be fun singing in front of a packed house oh, like yeah. that in that yeah. moment. I, you know, I did a couple times up at Tech, and the one time I, the microphone didn't work. I remember that. Yeah, I wrote I, about it in my in my yeah call, you did my, yeah. And uh, I, I walked call. over to the. I kept on singing. You don't yeah. stop the national yeah. anthem. You keep on singing. And I looked at the football team, and they start singing. Yeah. And then the crowd starts singing. And uh, that was one of the coolest uh, national anthems I've ever been at. Steppen goes, man, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I mean, you just you do what you do. I've never been a guy that uh, you, you put me in front of twenty five million people. I'm in the middle. I can. I do things. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Do you ever forget the words of the National Anthem? Oh, yeah. I did that. At, I, well, I, I think I had a couple of drinks, and then I went to uh, my cousin's uh, volleyball game in at Whitehall. Yeah. And uh, I'm in the stands, and I'm talking, and, and they come up to me and say, hey, you know, our girl, she's afraid she can't sing the National Anthem. Could you? I go, sure. Yeah. So I did it all, and when I got done, you know, everybody claps and everything, and and the principal comes up to me. He says, "You," he says, 
that was really good. He says, but you left out a verse. <laughs> and I go, you didn't pay me. I said, if you pay me, I sing it all. You got, yeah, you got to get the full song. Right? <laughs> I sing the whole song. The abridged version, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a redacted version yeah. just because I didn't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I think that would be tough. And, you know, you, I've seen a million national anthems over the years, but, you know, like tech games. And you right. see like a, a girl going to school will sing a lot of times, you know. It seems like it's girls want to sing it more mm -hmm. than, than boys in, you know, in oh, high school yeah. and college. Yeah. You know, and uh, that Russo girl. Uh, right. She did a great job. great job. You know, of course, she's a better swimmer, but she's a talented singer, sure. too. Sure, yeah. She did it. Uh, yeah. Catherine Russo. I was blanking right. on her yeah. first name. But, uh It'd be so tough to. I, I would be so worried to do it. And I've heard a million times where people miss words or they yeah. they, they they mess up and they and they're just their days ruined. What happens when you sing it like a tech? Yeah. There's a delay. Okay? Yeah. So it goes. Oh say, oh say. Yeah, you got to have. So what happens? You got earplugs or just know that you're doing it. Yeah. And what happens to people is, as they sing longer in this song, it gets slower because they're trying to. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's a natural yeah. thing. By the end of the end of the song, and you've heard this at Tech, and the rock gets red. You know, yeah. they're all, they're just down to, you know, first gear. Yeah. You know, so you got to really, it's hard. It's it, hard. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the most difficult yeah. songs to sing. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lord's Prayer is tough to sing. How Great They Are, it's tough to sing. Yeah. Some of those old hymns, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I do them too. Do you do the? Oh all? yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. What what what's your what's your go-to if someone were to come in here and say, "Play me one song." What would you go with? Oh, geez, I, I don't know. I you'd know, have to look at the person and say, "Are you a rock and roller? Are you a <laughs> yeah. country guy? You like Sinatra, My Way? You know, New York, New York. What are you gonna do? Yeah. You know, or Steve Martin? You know, walk like an Egyptian. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all Steve Martin. Yeah. That. Uh, King Tut. King Tut. King Tut. King Tut. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> that was King Tut. He had the, I think he had the arrow going through his yeah, head as he was singing. Yeah, you know, he was. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, classic stuff. Yeah, used to see him when he was doing the college circuit at the University of Montana in 1973. Oh, did you really? 74, Did he have gray hair then? He kind of always had like wider gray hair, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He was a. He was a dirty blonde. Yeah. 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 But no, good stuff. I mean, you know, the people you meet along the way. You know, you know, I. You know, my teammates, you know, they were great. You know, Mr. Hansen, Al Hansen passed away. Yeah. We had 11 of the 22 starters at his funeral. Was it? No kidding, huh? Yes. I mean, it was, it was incredible. What a, that was a great to see the group. I saw the guys sitting around talking to KC. Right, the KC, yeah. And that was, a, that was the 11 guys that all started for Butte High, you know. And yeah. What do you do? Big Al was was a different. How about his son, his grandson running the other night? Yeah, yeah. yeah huh? Trey Hansen's a, yeah. he's a pretty good player, and Jager Hansen's Trey's little brothers. He might even be better. Be better yeah. <laughs> they always say that about the little brother. Right, he might even yeah. be better. Yeah. In in the case of Josh Pafhausen, probably it was true, but a lot of other times it wasn't. Yeah. Know, Andy yeah. Ritter was going to be better than right. That, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Stuff so, like yeah. that. But uh, yeah. Al was. Uh, I, I thought it was. Mike Anderson did a great job giving his eulogy. Yes, he did. Because he yeah. said. Uh, Al had the car, and he said Al made sure every one of us had a dollar to give to Al for gas money. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was uh, he was the life of the party all the all time. The you time. know, because yeah, of course he married my aunt, yeah, Cecilia. Yeah. And uh, when we were kids, I remember the music was always really loud when Al was there at the party. Oh yeah, yeah. He <laughs> liked was good, that. and it was good music. He was my first, very first drummer. Was he really? 
back in junior high. Yeah, we had a little band. We call ourselves the Norsemen or something like that. Yeah, you know? no, he played the drums way back then. Too. Yeah, he played the drums back then. Yeah, great bowler, unbelievable bowler. Really? I think he was probably pretty good at any athletic thing. Yeah, he was athletic. He could do. He was like the, you know, the rotund, the big guy. Yeah. That had ballerina feet. Yeah. You know, he could do anything. Yeah. 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 He was kicking a pants. I I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. He was good. He played a lot. Right up till about the time he died, he was playing the drums. Yeah. He'd go listen to play the music loud. Yeah, he had the, the whole drums. studio downstairs. He had all everything yeah. downstairs, guitar and everything. I yeah. never did go over and play with him because I was always busy, and that's my fault. Yeah. My fault. Well, yeah. things, you know, you get busy, you got kids, yeah. grandkids, everything yeah. to, to follow. You have to make a, a pact with yourself, and I've done that. I go have breakfast twice. Might even have lunch this this today with Buddy Walsh. Oh, really? You know, we've been. i got to get Buddy on this podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was one of it's one of those things, you know. You, your friends are, your friends are fleeting, and they and they go away really quick. So don't don't pass up. If anybody calls you and wants to do something, you go do it. Yeah. You don't you don't wait, because tomorrow's not promised with those guys. Yeah. yeah. You only regret things you don't do, right? You only regret things you don't do, not things you did do. Yeah. And that's what and you did, and that's why I like about you is you like I said you took big swings like you you played like in Vegas one time for almost oh, yeah. a full year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was down there. Uh, I had a backer. He gave me a house on Tommy Asu Lane with 36 rooms in it. And <laughs> uh, I went and I had Robert Goulet and Gladys Knight and Wayne Newton down the street. And I played uh, Whiskey Pete's on the border between California and, uh, and uh, Las Vegas. I, you know, it's just, just great stuff. Yeah. I started out with a Butte band. They all went home because they didn't want to be there. Yeah. So I went to North Las Vegas and found the rowdiest four guys I could find, <laughs> and we formed a band and we we got to play. Yeah, what kind of music did you play then? We played everything from uh, top forty to country. Yeah, you know whatever. I had I had a guy named Woodrow Woods. Woodrow Woods was my piano player at the end of of the at the end of my tour there, and he was Della Reese's piano player. Yeah. For a long time, he doubled keys. Just black guy, just could play like crazy. Yeah, you know, cool. I had guys. I my my drummer was a guy who was a co-star in Over the Top with uh, Stallone. When oh, they had really? The arm wrestlers, yeah. Well, it's been a long yeah. time since I've seen that. I know, yeah. but I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, turn your head around backwards yeah. and go over the yeah. top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't arm wrestle with my hats forward. I always no, got to turn around backwards. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah, but Not you know, I arm wrestle. But. Yeah, and I, you know, I was. We, when I was playing there, of course, Robbie jumped the, jumped Caesars, so I was in on that thing. Oh, you were down there then? Huh? Yeah, I sent him over the hill. Yeah. I, I sent him over the thing. I went down, I walked him down the steps, and Rundle and, and, and Evil, and Robbie had the bike, and I'm standing there, and Evil looks at me, and he goes, he says, go down there, make sure everything's okay, and get him over there safe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks for the pressure, you know. Yeah. yeah. How you get somebody anywhere safe when they're mm. going to jump a motorbike over those fountains? I mean, yeah. Great week that was. That was something else. A lot of beaut people down there for that, I imagine. Oh yeah, and they never got invited to the party. Really? Copper Vika, all of them sitting out in the lobby of of, uh, of uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, the palace, Caesar's palace. Caesar's yeah. palace. Yeah. And I went in. I told Evil. I says, Hey, none of the beaut guys got in because they didn't have the they didn't have the tag. Yeah, I didn't have the VIP pass. And there, he huh? goes, he looks at me, he says, well, you get him in then. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we went out. 
I got them all rounded up. Sandy Keefe, all the all the all the complete yeah. characters of Butte, <laughs> you know, Blankenship, all them guys. Yeah. And we walked down the hall, and two of the Roman guards put their things across, you know, like this. <laughs> and they says, "This is a private party." And I says, "I know." And I says, "There's two things we can do. We can go to the party." or we can go to the party. <laughs> and he goes, excuse me? I says, we're going to the party. Yeah. So you can get out of our way. We've been invited. Yeah. And they got out of the way, and away we went, brought yeah. everybody in, had Super Dave in there, you know. And, oh, Super Dave and Osborne Willie, was there. Dave Osborne was oh. there, Willie Nelson was there, you know, all them guys. That would was, have been great. It was a great, great time. Did you get to meet Willie? Oh, yeah, I actually talked to him. I, we were, I was supposed to do the National Anthem on yeah. Showtime. Robbie wanted me to do the National Anthem. Oh, yeah. So... The headliner at Caesars Palace is the person who does all the special events, and it was Willie. Yeah. So I'm standing there, I got, I got Jerry Quarry, me, Boom Boom Mancini, and we're standing there by the, uh, waiting for the national anthem, getting Willie. And I go, Willie, you fouled up my career. He goes, and he's nice, excuse me? Yeah. I says, I was supposed to sing the national anthem, and now you're going to do it. And he goes, oh, no, son, I don't sing the national anthem. I'm singing America the Beautiful because he couldn't sing the national oh, really? anthem. <laughs> and I laughed. Yeah. So he goes up and sings. And so yeah, he like yeah, because even Willie Nelson doesn't want to sing the national anthem. Yeah, and he and that's like, there went my time on yeah. Showtime. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all the Willie. Yeah, yeah. that I, place was. Packed. He's one of my favorites, Willie. Oh yeah. I saw uh, somewhere where he wrote, "Hello Walls" and "Crazy" in the same day. Yeah. And all driving on the highway. Right. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah, songs come to people like that. I write, I got hundreds of songs I wrote. Yeah. I got one album with my album, my songs on them, you know, the, but they're 35, 40 years old now. Yeah. But I got hundreds of songs. I, when I get my knees done, I got my studio set up. I'm going to record them all. Are you really good? Yeah, I get them all back out. And I got one bullet left in my gun there, Bill, you know. Yeah, we need to they, they, yeah, get them on uh, Spotify and yeah. all that stuff. Well, you know. I'm on a thing called Reverb Nation where I just put them out and let people hear. Yeah. You know, and I've been, uh, they've been, they do, they do really well. I don't, I don't sell them or nothing. They just can listen to them. So. Really? Yeah, they can't download them or nothing, but I just let them listen to them. So. Well, that's yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah. I wrote that song about New York City when the towers fell that day. Yeah. You wrote it that day, huh? A whole thing, and I did it at a couple of the, the prayer things, you know, and that. Yeah. And uh, that thing on October, on, uh, September 11, every time there's 300 people listening to it. No kit, you yeah. still see them. Yeah, every year. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, but it's, you know, it was never meant to make money. It was meant just to get my feelings yeah. out, you know. Yeah, yeah, because that was a time, you know, everyone is similar to the feelings for the Gulf War. Right. We were all together. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, there's no fighting each other, you no. know, even though I didn't, I, at the time, I didn't, uh, I didn't vote for Bush. Right, but when he gave that speech that night, I was with him like you're damn right, yeah, you know. Yeah, we're gonna show these people. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we were all together, yeah. and it was we all felt yeah. pretty good, and we were yeah. all Americans, right. and you know, and I remember think I wrote a column saying I'm never gonna use words like hate again because he used to say I hate Brett yeah. Favre, I hate this guy. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that lasted yeah. about six months, but oh yeah. <laughs> well, especially you know if they let you down, you hate them. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, Brett Favre, uh, he, he ruined my life for about 20 years, and then Aaron Rodgers took over. Oh, yeah. Ruined it for the rest. Yeah, it's tough being a Bears fan. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is tough. For you and Moose Patrice. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's been a, it's been a long yeah, 35 years. Yeah, it has been a long 35 <laughs> years under the cloak. Yeah. Yeah, and when they didn't let... Uh, when they didn't let Peyton score the touchdown and gave it to the fridge, that yeah. that that hurt a lot. Yeah, that you was uh, that was uh, Dick as big as regret. He says. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Should have taken should have taken care of that guy. Should have taken care of that guy. Yeah, sweetness. he was my favorite sweetness. Oh yeah. But were you? Uh, did you play other sports other than football and boxing? Did you? Were you? Were you fast? Were you a track athlete and stuff? Well, you know, nothing like nothing like my son. Yeah. I, I ran, you know, I had a. Well, you were a big no, guy. You're 200 yeah, pounds in high yeah, school, right? Yeah, you know. 225. Yeah. 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 So, but I ran, I ran the, I ran the 400 meter, 400 yard dash for a while, but with, uh, uh, I had, uh, I had uh, Sievers. Mark Sievers was running it at the time, and above them was, right above me, was uh, Tommy Riopel and uh, Randy Vetter and all these yeah. just. Oh, was, was Randy a good runner? Oh, Randy was his, a great runner. His, yeah, his uh, grandson was a good runner. Too. Yeah, Randy was a good runner. Yeah, and and Riopel was a machine, you know. Yeah. You know, in the old days, I mean, everything yeah. everything evolves. Yeah. You know what you did back then has nothing to do with what kids can do today. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing the difference. Shop where the champions shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics, and you're home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel, as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs, celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better, faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre healthcare. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-494. 7050 or visit our website at lonepeakpt.com to speak to an expert now. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the Mining City. 
Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Berkeley. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com, like JoyFit406 on social media, and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Well, and of course, in your son, Jake, he's one of the track athletes, probably the best track athlete in Butte High history. He's in the conversation, but he's one of the best athletes in Butte history, period. You know, but what he did in track was just off the charts. Like that year, well, he set the Dell class record still holds for the 300 hurdles. 23 years. Yeah, which is pretty cool. His I know you're, you're the one who you still look at those records every, the times every we day. We go right? every every year, and if if somebody bait, beats it, Jake will be the first guy on the phone or driving over to say congratulations. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime. I soon. don't know. <laughs> yeah, now that the the way they got it going now, where they have heats. Yeah, and I guess you could break it in a heat in a state meet. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's I'm only not, in the state meet you can yeah, break it. Yeah, it has to be the state. And uh, you know he ran against Carruthers and those guys to to win that yeah. as a as a junior. You know, so I mean, them guys were, they were, they were, big time, four three hundred meter yeah. hurdlers. Yeah. He had won it the year before. Carruthers did. That and was then, a great race. I had that. I wrote about Jake when it turned twenty. The record yeah. turned twenty, and Jake sent me the video. I put it on the yeah. Butte Sports, which yeah. you can go check that out on Butte Sports still. And yeah, that just an impressive race. And he was in the ninth lane. Yeah. Because he stumbled in, in divisionals. Yeah, you don't see that very often, a guy winning out of the ninth lane, let alone no. breaking the all-class record. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. And then his uh, all-time points for a state track meet, that's the most in the history of Montana track, yeah. what do you, 54 points. What do you have, five golds? Five golds and two silvers. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's what you, you spoke for him on, on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And just breaking out the medals was, was impressive. And of course, for 17 Jake, state medals there yeah. in four years. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty impressive. And of course, it's all it it, is, it's a matter it's of time and Jake's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's what it you is. Know, you know, it's just a matter. I care more about it than he does, probably. Yeah, know? well, there's a lot of push. A lot of now, a lot of people on the board then were kind of thinking, let's take care of the older guys, sure. and, you know, before yeah. we get to the younger guys. But, you know, as I was talking to Jason Street, like Colt Anderson wasn't the first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, in beat sports, in right. the Hall of Fame. And he's like, that guy should be it. You know, he's, you know, his dad's, his dad's exact opposite. Say so he should wait his turn. He'll yeah. get in eventually. Yeah. And Jason's like, no, put him in now. Put him and in now. and yeah. I see the both points there, you know, sure. you yeah. know, but I, I can't wait. There's yeah. going to be a day when Jake oh, gets yeah. a call. I, it won't be long. It's what it is. You know, but, I, you know, you know, have Johnny Thatcher put you want to nominate, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and John, you know, his attitude was one of those things that made other people think different of him, you know, yeah. and what they forgot was that his, his, Wanting to win made him do things he should have never done. Yeah, because he wanted to win. Yeah, he he yeah. did have a he an attitude that probably I I wouldn't say it ever hindered his performance, but it hindered his reputation. Absolutely, that's all. Yeah, and but but people who knew him, like I I've, I've yeah. known Jake for since yeah. he was a freshman. Right. You know, and you know he coached with me in little league mm -hmm. and stuff, yeah. and yeah. I I'd vouch for him till yeah. the end of the to the earth. You know, you bet. And uh, Charlie Merrifield says the same thing. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, and if you have the respect. Of Charlie Merrifield, right? You know, you're doing something right. Charlie knew what he had, and when yeah. he started his senior year, he made him run every race. And yeah. Jake was, he said, "You don't want to run? Take your cleats and go home." Hmm. And he ran every race, every race, yeah. every race. And by the time he got to the state meet, no one, he ran until people fell apart. Yeah, you know. But that, it, you know, he get like you said, they all, we all get our turn, you know. Yeah. I'm never going to be in the Music Hall of Fame. And, I, you know, <laughs> Pat Carney says, I should have put you in the Sports Hall of Fame because I didn't know you were a two-time All-State first-team center of Butte High. And that, didn't know, you know, and I'm like, that ain't got nothing to do with it. Shit. Yeah. I just had a good time. Yeah. I was also in the band. Think about that. You were, you were in the marching I was a, band. Not the marching band. But I was the, in the jazz band. But Sonny Lubick gave me hell. He, every halftime, he says, aren't you going to go out and march? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody looking at me. So we had Sonny as a football coach in high school, and then, and then, then Wayne, then over at Bozeman, he then was at Bozeman too. too. Yeah, so it was pretty funny. And then, uh, but it was the best part about being in the band. Yeah. I got on the bus the first time to go to Boise to play in the band. Yeah. And Purple Bees were on that bus too, and, <laughs> and it didn't smell like a jockstrap. It smelled like it smelled good. <laughs> and guys and girls were sitting together. And I'm like, what was I missing? Yeah, <laughs> you it's know, a heck out of football, right? It's <laughs> a heck out of a football trip. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, girls, on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Music did that to me. See, yeah, yeah. It well, was fun. Yeah, you've heard a lot of people say that they got into music for the girls. Yeah, you know, but uh, there's someone to be calling. How old were you when you first started playing? And singing? I started taking lessons in second grade, as far yeah. as guitar lessons and that. And then my mother was in every play for Bill Smyers. She was the lead in all the plays. Really? She was an incredible singer. Who was your mom's name? Donna Larson. Yeah. She was incredible, really good. And uh, I just, when she was doing Christmas party, I just sit there and sing with her. Oh yeah. You know, I was singing. You know, and. I always could sing. I sat in front of the radio in the TV, and I learned every, uh, you know, Paladin, uh, Maverick, 
you know, the Rifleman. Oh, I yeah. learned all their theme songs, Paladin, Paladin, where do you roam? You know, <laughs> I knew all them things and everybody's looking at me like, what, you're crazy, you know, but it was just something that got me. Yeah. yeah. Just was it just in your blood? Yeah. 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 What did your dad do? Was your... He couldn't tune a fish. Really? <laughs> what was his name? Chuck. Yeah. Charles Larson. He was a great guy. Yeah. Died young, 58. Really? What did he do before? He he was basically a janitor. Yeah. You know? Just hardworking guy. He made a buck 65 an hour when I was in high school. Really? Cleaning other people's toilets. For a buck 65. <laughs> yeah. So and that's how I always, when I'm in a men's room or something like that, and some kid decides he's going to be funny, yeah. I smack him in the head and I say, <laughs> somebody's dad's got to clean that up, so don't you dare do that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. what you got to be, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like John Thatcher said, my mom waited tables forever. When we're here, he's dropping big-time tips big time every time. Big-time tips. You know how hard it was. Yeah. 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 His mom and her, his, his aunt, Gracie, you know, she ran, the, yeah. she ran the board, and she was my second mom. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, for years and years and years. Yeah. yeah I played there for years, Borden's. Where was that she, at? In Whitehall. She ran Borden's oh. for years. Yeah. You played there quite I a bit. Oh, a lot. You yeah. played pretty much everywhere then. Oh, yeah. Someone says, uh, name all the places where you partied that are no longer there. And I went, all of them. <laughs> They're gone, you know. Yeah. I played the downstairs Finland, the upstairs Finland. I played Mal's Supper Club. I played, uh, you know, I played the Mom's Cellar, you know, yeah. out there where the Hong Kong place is, in the basement with only one door out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was wild. Yeah. And Butte must have been a pretty rowdy town back in, in those days. Well, we had... We had Right around 50, 50 some thousand yeah, people. Yeah, because mines were still roaring pretty Everything's good. Everything's roaring. Montana Power's going. We yeah. had 600 kids in our class. 597 graduated, and six over 600 were in the class. Wow, that's 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 the biggest one ever. Georgie Paul would tell you that. I think now they're you're looking at 320. If they're there. If they're there. Yeah. If that. Yeah. They had 400. Was Georgie Paul in your class? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's one of my all-time. He favorite was great. People. Unbelievable. He was the most positive guy oh. I ever knew. He would call up, he'd call up the standard when we were working there. Yeah. And for uh, to tell us something or to ask us something, and yeah. he'd leave a voicemail. But first he'd leave. He'd talk. Oh, you guys do such a good job. I, you know, this story. Yeah. This, and he'd go on and on. Mm -hmm. and, and the voicemail would cut off, and you have to call back to every single it. time. He'd have yeah. to. There, he'd have to leave two messages yeah. because he'd get cut off. Yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> he was he was a wonderful person. You know, yeah. you lose people like that, and it's a real he detriment. Can't replace. Can't replace yeah. them. No. You know, he always worried, you know, him when the power shut down and that he didn't know if he's ever going to work, you know, and he's yeah. really upset and everything. I says, I says, George, you should be like me. I mm -hmm. says, grab your guitar case at two in the morning, put the guitar in it, lock it up, and then think about where you're going to work next week. <laughs> That's how I lived my life. That's how it was. Week, you didn't know idea. Week. No idea. You where did, you but not way out. You didn't know yeah. what you're going to do next year, next yeah. month, sometimes. Sometimes it was Friday night when you finally called somebody and they wanted you to come play. No and kidding. No. Play, you know. and, and I made more money then than I ever make now. Really? But you didn't know when it was coming, so it was probably, was it nerve-wracking for you? Or oh, were you just, you just living in my wife. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you don't know, when you don't have a check that's steady, and you, you, can't, you, don't, you can't say, I'm getting paid on the 5th no. and the 20th. No. You know, you're getting... No, in, no retirement, no nothing, nothing. Yeah. And did you ever get stiff from like a, band, a bar? Never got stiffed. I had I was down where the Hong Kong is. It used to be holidays, okay? Yeah. I mean, it was holidays, rock country western place. And I went in on Monday to get my money, 
And he says, geez, the girls needed rent and everything. I just don't have any money at all. I says, you owe me 750 bucks. Yeah. And that's for my band for two yeah. days. And I says, I need to pay my guys. Yeah. And he says, well, geez, all I have is the quarters in the gambling machines. <laughs> I says, open them up. I took $750 worth of quarters to the bank. <laughs> That's awesome. I made sure he paid me that day. That took a long time to get those quarters. Oh, he just, yeah, he's sweat. He got beads of sweat coming yeah. down his forehead, counting them out. Yeah. You know, I said, $750. Yeah. That's what it cost. I, yeah. just, I just think of the scene from the Blues Brothers. Remember when they, oh. they're paying him and then they're taking out the beer that they beer, drink they, and they owed him They money. owed him money. <laughs> I had a bass player who used to owe money at the end of the week. Really? Because yeah. they didn't, not all your beers were comped, huh? No, not yeah. everything, but yeah. geez. Talk about drink. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those are good old days, you know. Thank God they're over. It was probably hard not to drink and be in that well, you know, you, scene. I've been in places where I got 20, 25 shots behind me from people buying me drinks. Yeah. yeah you can't drink them all. No, you'd, you'd die. Well, <laughs> almost. <Yeah. laughs> no, I, you know, you drink and drink and drink. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's, that's the time, you know. Kids were 18, you could drink. You know, the, everything was wide open. Yeah. The whorehouse was still open, you know, till 82, you know. We Is were that playing. what it was, 82? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. The old Dumas broth. She got robbed, you know. And then yeah. when she got robbed, she got robbed of cash and and uh, jewelry. Yeah. And she reported it and it got in a paper. And it wasn't the police who shut her down. It was the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that that was... You know, so I was eight years old when the brothel closed. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to think that it's that recent. You know, but I would I, if I could go back and I'd love to go back in time and see Meterville. Oh, absolutely. You know, because I, I just reading that book. Uh, I started got it yesterday. I've mm -hmm. been I can't put it down. Uh, the city, the the city that ate itself. Right. It's about Butte and the pit growing itself. Right. But uh, you know, just Meterville. You know, like McQueen was like single family houses right. and stuff. Meterville, Meterville was boarding houses and all kinds of nightclubs Meter and stuff. had nightclubs and everything. Well, where the Helsinki There's was. John Thatcher coming here right now. Yeah. Where the Helsinki was, was the Broadway next door. Yeah. And that's where the Hot Shots played. Yeah. And then they had the alley bar down at the very end where the pit is now the berm. Yeah. That whole block, there were seven, seven bars within them that block and a half. Wow. Yeah. That'd be so, so fun to go back yeah. in time and, yeah. and see that. And, of course, Meterville wasn't in the Butte City Limits, so right. it wasn't governed by that. There was no 2 a.m. law. No. You know, they kept they that place all open night. all night. Yeah, they had the Rocky Mountain Club, Harp Cody and them guys, you know. Yeah. And they knew it was coming down, that the gambling was going to be done in 54. Yeah. So they sold, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was really going to hurt things with the, yeah. the gambling. Yeah. Yeah, Arnold Olson shut that down. No, did he? He was the, he was the uh, attorney general, and he declared it gambling illegal yeah and they all went to vegas yeah i wish we still had that would be great to have the gambling oh, yeah. like that because that's why i would say we we still have gambling with the with machines and you still see people losing everything the only thing that's regulated is how much we can win we can lose all we want all we want you but can't it's regulate, regulate how much you can win absolutely i would love to have i'd love to be able to play blackjack sure you know yeah. if absolutely I, if yeah. i could handle it i don't know i i i tend to uh I tend to go a little overboard in everything I do, whether whether it was Budweiser back in the day or yeah. or the one-eyed bookie down at, yeah. down at the deluxe. You know, <laughs> that you know, I go, I'd always go a little too a little far too and have far, to yeah. catch. My, but yeah. I, I was pretty good at catching myself and pulling back. But Some, I, yeah, someone always said, "Oh, you can play blackjack." And that's when there was two dollar and five dollar tables. Now it's, I think it's twenty is the minimum. That's yeah. a cheap one. Yeah. You know, now they're big. I says, "Well, I says there's a difference." 
what you want to do. It's just like like going out there and trying something big that you're not too sure of. Yeah. I says, you know, you put 20 down, and you go, nah, I lost it. I said, put 2,000 down. Now how do you feel? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Are you sweating yet? Yeah. Is he going to draw 21? What's going to happen? Because that's the same. That's how it works. You yeah. Know? There's people who don't care. I mean, they don't put all their money down. Yeah. It's uh, all in. All, all in, in on and on. And and those uh, those dealers have a tendency to pull that ace out when they need it, <laughs> when when you don't. I I've seen that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I worked the uh, Palace Station. I played the Palace Station oh, in Vegas, and uh, first night I walked in there, very very heavy, gambler dealers behind the thing, and he's got nobody at the at the table right at the moment. I go, I go, how you doing, partner? He goes, you know, gave me the yeah. gave me the like, who the hell are you, nod. Yeah. And I says, hey, what's your favorite song? I want to get in good with all these yeah. guys, you know? He says, hey, don't give me that shit. He says, you know, everybody that comes here says they're going to play my favorite song, and they never do. <laughs> I said, what's your favorite song? So he told me. So I go back, I go back, and about an hour into the thing, I see him standing there again by himself again. Yeah. And I said, I'd like to do Mike's favorite song. And I sang it yeah. for him. Well, I got off shift, and he goes, do you make any money in tips? I go, yeah. I says, I got a couple hundred bucks here. He says, good, come here. So we go into the table, and there's two other people there. He says, put it down. I says, the 200? I says, I, I got to live on that. He says, put it down. Put it down. He breaks. He says, let it ride. Huh? Let's it ride. I hit 21. Huh? So I got, I got like 550, 600 bucks. Yeah. And he goes, he says, throw 100 down there, pull the rest. Dealed around like that. You're, you broke. See you tomorrow. Huh? Wow. I go tomorrow. Same thing. No kidding. But it was there were two. Two deck. Two decks instead of the big pad. You know, yeah, we got so four like, or five yeah, decks, like whatever five it is. Decks of cards. Yeah, yeah, there were two decks, and he could count. He could, he, knew he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So he might he, end up in a in a hole in the desert though. With well, that, I don't know. That. I he you know. <laughs> But they were they were fine. He, yeah. Was it was it the mafia? Was they were they running things then? Uh, you know what? I think you know back when the mafia was really going like crazy and everything. Yeah. Like, the mafia hired the uh, I believe the a lot of Mormon bookkeepers and that stuff. It's a yeah. big Mormon town now. Yeah. It is, and that's how they got there to do the books for the mob, so yeah. that it looked it was legit. Gave them the front. Gave there, them, yeah. and uh, whether it was legit or they actually did legit, I don't yeah. know what it was. Who knows. Yeah. You know, but it would, you know, those stories go on and on and on. It's just crazy. Yeah. I saw the the story about uh, it was MGM. They got shut down by the hackers. You know, they were right. all they every machine was shut off, and they had to pay ransom to get it back on right. different more multiple hotels. Right. And as I was thinking, man, that wouldn't have happened back in uh, when Ace Roth, yeah. Rothstein and <laughs> Joe they Pesci grabbed, were running the they show. They grabbed the cable yeah. wire and pulled it right to where <laughs> yeah. the where the guy yeah. was doing it and killed him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You, you wouldn't have tried that with those mafia guys no, back then because no, no, they'd have found you yeah <laughs> and, and it wouldn't have yeah. turned out good for you no and you know you had you had all the yeah the butte guys you know yeah howie mirhar was at the uh, at the mgm mgm across the street from the uh from the palace and uh you know they they were the head of the head of the uh slots and all that stuff they're the guys they're all butte guys that moved yeah. down there in the 50s and they were big shots down there they they did a lot of a lot of things down there. A lot of yeah. people there. Yeah, my yeah. uncle, uh, my great uncle Jack Leeming worked at uh, mm -hmm. at the Caesar's Palace. He ran Kino. Yeah. He, and he took care of a lot of 
a lot of Butte guys would go yeah. down there because he left he left Butte uh, during the strike of '59. Okay. And then settled in Vegas, and okay. which I, I lost uh, several uncles moving out of town strike sure. of '59, you know, which yeah. is a big deal. And, that was a big deal. And my dad was in that strike too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was back where right when the pit was starting and all kinds of conflict there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it just there's, there always was a Butte contingent. You seem like you go down to Vegas, you were running into somebody from there. I don't know if it's yeah. like like that anymore. I think there's at still all, a couple of people around. I think the uh, the Gold Nugget it had a Nucky in there for a long, long time. Yeah, one of the Nuckies. And you know, Joe Rich and Joe Nucky and all them had a band, and they went down and played. They played where the Rat Pack were and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, before they came back up and taught and all that kind of stuff. So there are a lot of Butte people down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And you, like I say, you, you, you were never afraid to take big swings, but you, you bought the Helsinki at one point, didn't you? Oh, yeah, sorry. It was good. I yeah. mean, you know. And you, did you do a lot of remodel work? Because you were, yeah, we, cause you're we the cleaned talent, it up. You, yeah, we you're, cleaned it you're, all You're a talented uh, yeah. carpenter. Yeah, we cleaned it all up and made it, made it look good and smell good, you know, all that yeah. good stuff, you know. And ran her for a couple of years, and then uh, I ended up with a heart problem that I thought I might croak. Wow. So I didn't want my wife to run it during the winter, so we pulled it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't ever own the building. I own the business in there and the yeah. liquor license. Solante has my liquor license. Oh, do they? Yeah. Is, my it, is Helsinki open now, or is it closed? Yeah, Kathy opened it back up, up, doing back. good. I think they bought the It Club license when it when it oh, went down. They? Okay. And and what was sad was she. She started that, and I think after three days of being open, it was COVID. She had to shut down. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. That was miserable for those. I feel for bad everybody. for all those businesses and stuff. Oh, they yeah. just People were, I mean, there's businesses that went out forever, gone. never They're came gone. back. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. it was just it's just really tough. Yeah, and, it didn't, didn't help anybody. That's for yeah, sure. And it was worse time, too, because they got shut down right before St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah. St. Yeah. Eros Day. It was the 14th yeah. of March. St. Eros Day was when... And, yeah, you know, the Helsinki goes so, crazy. Yeah, so that's look at the money. I mean, those yeah. are the, the, that's the day that a lot of businesses get. They talk about Black Black Friday, Black Friday. again. You know, that's what the they bars they can make a, a year's you know years. make up the whole whole year for one year? day. Yeah, or at least have enough yeah, to, to get, them get through. through February or yeah. the next year, January, February, and March till St. Patty's yeah. Day again because those are tough tough months. Yeah. Your power bill's a thousand, you know, and yeah. you're ringing up seventy-five dollars a day. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, you wonder how much the KC lost because they, oh, you know, their power bill's so big anyway. Oh, that old building, all know. of them, the Elks, Butte Elks. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, that was just yeah. a bad. So it was a no, tough time. It's all good, you know. We survived. Here we are. Yeah. And actually, you know, I graduated, and someone says, "How come you never left?" I said, "I graduated in '75. I've left and done things. Yeah. Always had this as home." I says, but I've been waiting for this town to turn around since 1972. Yeah. I'm still waiting. <laughs> it's still waiting for it to come. Yeah. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs here in Anaconda. Hi, this is Blake, sports broadcasting legend and Golden Tee Golf semi-professional. During my time as a world-renowned sports broadcaster, covering all 12,348 Montana schools over my 21 years on the job, I've seen and heard it all. But nothing compares to the ButteCast. Don't take it from me. Take it from a formerly employed disc jockey turned shrewd corporate shill. Tell you all about it. Hi, Paul Panisco here. Over my time in broadcasting, Blake is easily in the top 120 broadcasters I've ever heard call a high school volleyball match before. And forget about being the best voice ever in Anaconda High School streaming service history. He's also his family's all-you-can-eat buffet eating champion. 
Ha <laughs> ha! Embellishment is the word of the day, kids. And there's nobody who embellishes facts and figures quite like our boy Billy here on the Buttecast. Mr. Foley is doing a fine job letting all of us outsiders learn about the trials and tribulations of the second or third greatest city here in Montana, our baby brother Butte. And because he's doing such a fine job, let us tell you of another who does fine work in your fair city, John and Company at 5518 and Big City in Uptown Butte. They can customize any wearable garments you can imagine, except the thongs and unmentionables Billy wears. That's all us here at Anode Designs. If your company is needing embroidery in a jiffy, call on us here at Anode Designs. We know you can't get it in a week anywhere else, but we can. And all jokes aside, cue your Bears and Red Sox takes. That's no embellishment. You're you're involved in so many things. You're, you're pretty busy. Mm-hmm. You're... Uh... You're running sound like Chad Okers was playing one of my favorite musicians. Right. Chad Okers was yep. playing it uh, during the Folk Fest. Folk you're, you're running the music, the, right. the sound sounds there. of that stage. Yeah. You, you played music on Main. Main. You, you, you're right. still involved in quite a bit of things today. Oh, yeah. And then I, we, we tour all, all summer with the stage. We're in Great Falls. We're in Helena. We're in Bozeman. We're in, uh, you know, Peaberg. We do Flint Creek Valley Days. We do uh, Helena Blast from the Past. And that's just the, just the, the sound? That's or? the sound and stage, yeah. yeah. Was in Lincoln this year. And like Art in the Park, you do that a lot too, don't Art you? Art in the Park, I've been there for eight years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it pays for the stage. The stage was a big hunk. Yeah. It cost a lot of money. You know, anybody wants to buy one after next year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Makes you a hell of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Tim, because I think Tim bought uh, the Wiser of a Club, yeah. is what I heard. Yeah. He might want a stage down there. Yeah, I don't know. He's he, probably got one. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's got, got connections. He's got connections, yeah, Timmy. He's so, did you listen? Yeah. Did you know him pretty well? Yeah, I I ran sound for him when he first started going. I did you? yeah, I brought him. I want to have him on this podcast so yeah, bad. He'd be he's, great. Yeah, he says yeah. he will, but it's kind of hard to yeah, you know, get him to stop. Yeah, yeah, for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's you know, the thing about the music business is about momentum. Yeah. Okay. He's got you know they they blasted that song into the top hundred you know and all that top twenty yeah. and the devil you know. And all that stuff, and now he has to, he has to, he has to go out and push that thing like an old Buick that won't start. Yeah. Just push it until you get that downhill go. Because yeah. if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's gone. Yeah. Momentum is everything. Yeah. And he's so he's so talented. He should be. When I was working at KBW, we only had one song in the system. Yeah. You know of, of his, and I played it every. Sure. You know, every time I was in charge yeah, of it. But right. I, I would love to hear him so much more on beat radio because he is so good. Mm-hmm. I listen to him, you know, I listen to him on uh, Apple Music. I got, right. you know, I go just type in Tim Montana sure. and there play and, yeah. and, I, and I love it because yeah. he's got so many good songs and uh, he should be so much bigger than he is. And he's, no. get, he's getting bigger. Oh, yeah. You know, certain parts he's big, but he should be way bigger, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, 5%... Of the entertainers, make ninety-seven percent of the money. Isn't that crazy? Okay, and then the rest is, and entertainers. When I say entertainers, I'm talking about musicians. I'm talking about singers, dancers, artists, yeah. sculptors, book writers. Ninety-five percent, five percent of those people make ninety-seven percent of all the money. Yeah. And so then, you have to be happy with what you have. Yeah. You know, how much can you make as a regional guy? You know, shit, I had, I had, uh, I brought in uh, Tommy Rowe. I'm so dizzy, my head is spinning. <laughs> All that old guy. Yeah. He 
used to the Beatles used to open for this guy. Really? Okay. So now he he came to Butte. He did my music Hall of Fames. I did those Hall of Fames in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And I brought all the old bands back together. Everybody back together. The Zeons, the Zacks, you know, the Back Page, you know, Joe Banana and the Bunch, and mm -hmm. Hounds of Baskerville, and all yeah. these guys that were Butte guys. I yeah. bring them all back, and they'd play, and they get to play with their heroes, the Box Tops, uh, uh, you know, uh, all those people. And yeah. this guy, I got him for thirty-five hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, Tommy Rowe. Five number one songs, million sellers and everything. And he just goes around, he does a hundred of these a year. I was a cheap one. Yeah. But he does a hundred of them a year because he has three houses. He's got one in LA, one in Colorado, and one in Nashville. And he says, and I don't live in any one of them. <laughs> I'm paying for all these Pays other people. Alt, yeah. yeah. He, he made one great line. He says, you know, I got married three times, and he says, and I just found out something. You're just trading in one set of one set of problems for another. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. You yeah. Get to see those guys that were, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you say the Beatles opened for them, that's pretty big. Yeah. That's kind you know, of when a big they deal. when they when came to the, when they came to the United States, they they did concerts, and, yeah. and he would he would be the headliner. No kidding. And they were yeah they were kind of a big deal. I think we've all heard of them. Yeah, we heard of them once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of songs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never I've never talked to any of them guys though. Yeah. Tim Montana did. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. He has a picture with uh, or Ooh. no, it was Rob, Rob O'Neill has a picture with right with uh, McCarthy. McCarthy and and and, and Rob Rule. Yeah. yeah. I, and I was like, wow, you know. Of course, he had the one where he got a he played golf with Jim McMahon, I believe. Yeah. And he had a picture of Jim McMahon. That's one that I was. That I was, was that's when I was really jealous. That's why yeah. I said, "All right, if I knew it was going to be such a big deal to kill Bidlon, I would have done it before I, that." I, yeah, <laughs> a year before at least. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have. I hunted him down without I, any help. Yeah, I didn't realize it was such a big deal. You know. <laughs> but, but, and then I see Tommy gets to do everything with Rob, and that's yeah. when, and I and every whenever I see Tommy get to go to sit in the dugout at Fenway Park before the game and do all this crazy stuff, owners both places. Yeah. That's, it makes me so disappointed in my yeah. little brother. Because what, what Rob's little brother or, or Tommy's little brother gets, gets the, Tommy to do, yeah. my little brother, he, he, yeah. he, 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 he was just a class clown. That's, yeah, <laughs> what do you do then? Yeah. yeah you, can go, you still come to medals and have a good lunch. Anyway, yeah. Can't you? <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, I talk about you. It's hard when you want to describe you because you were, you know, obviously a great athletic career. You got the grand, your son's a great athlete. Yeah. Your granddaughter, Justice Canole, yeah. was. Yeah. You know, heck of a softball player. She did a good job. Just, yeah. a, just we had her on the radio one morning when they yeah. were going to back to Delaware. Virginia, or, Delaware. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and that, I remember it was me and Danny Sharon on yeah. the radio, and Danny says, "Can we keep her?" Because she yeah. was just so she was telling yeah. us she was going to start her just with Justice for All, her reality yeah. show, and yeah. all this stuff. And yeah. then and then uh, Braylon is going to be a star of Butte yeah, High. We'll People are going to see her pretty yeah. soon because he he was uh, I sponsored a KC team for. My son last year and uh, Braylon played with him and, and Braylon dunked in the in the, in the game as a, as an eighth grader. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's when his dad dunked, but his dad was only five ten. <laughs> yeah, Bray, Braylon's he's got to be six four now. Or six five and six. He, yeah, six he, five. Yeah, he's tall. Yeah. And he, he's fast. Of course, and I have known Braylon since he was a little kid because yeah. I coached him. And yeah. when, and I always wonder when he's the he's the big dog who doesn't realize he's a big dog. Yeah, he just. And in baseball, remember he'd run in baseball and he'd go to, oh, yeah. he, he's so fast and he'd run past the base and he'd be 
tap yeah. dancing back to it. Yeah. I said, hey, Fred Astaire, just slide into just the damn thing. Just slide into the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he had a bullet arm. Yeah, and he threw, he could, yeah, he had a hard time controlling it, but he, right. no one, kids were afraid of him. I remember the umpire being afraid to, to stand, stand behind him yeah. <laughs> when we did it. He's a he good kid. He's a really good but, kid. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, uh, He's on my watch list. I yeah. I send him. I send him uh, advice every two times a week. I'm sure he gets tired of it. Yeah. You know, I got the rules of football and that. And I he didn't play football, and I'm kind of happy he didn't this year because he's just so skinny. Yeah. You know, maybe next year. You know. Yeah. He there's nothing to him. Yeah. Just if he tell. can get up 175, 180, maybe. Yeah. Then he it's six four or five. We don't want him breaking in half out there. No, but. I mean you know. Don't take much. No, and you don't yeah. want to ruin ruin the basketball no, season no, on the football no. play. But you know, you take those chances every way, every time you do yeah. it. I mean, you know, you're a basketball player after football, and you're a track guy after 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 basketball, yeah. or a baseball player after basketball. Yeah. You know, and you know, you you know, in recruiting and that those those three sport athletes get a real good look yeah. at. Yeah. You know, I don't know what he'd do in track. I'm not sure what you'd have him do. Yeah. He's already he over the six foot. You know, he can already probably high jump six foot and get his yeah. legs over. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of track coaches want to get their hands on him in their individual sports. Yeah. You know, every one of them probably wants yeah, you, at their, you know, I, their I, event. I just don't know what he, I don't know what he'd do. I, I, you know, he's, uh, you know, Jake, Jake had that, that uh, overwhelming killer instinct. And then yeah. Braylon's just kind of, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm a happy guy. Yeah, he's... He, I got he, my friends. He, he's not going to have... His attitude is not going to make people... No. Like, you know, he's not going to... I don't see him flipping off the crowd in Kalispell. No, no, no. <laughs> like his dad. Yeah. You know, the only reason that Kalispell gym was ever full is because Jake was playing there. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. He went there once with a sprained ankle and sat on the bench half the people got up and left. Did he really? That's <laughs> the truth. Yeah. yeah, they wanted he to see him. He was fun to watch. Oh, jeez. And he could... Uh, JT sent me that... Or Jay, uh, he had me send it to him after uh, Jake sent it to me, where he did the alley oop reverse yeah, dunk. Yeah, reverse dunks. Yeah. Which is just crazy, cause, yeah, because you look at Jake's not any taller than me. No. And he he could go up in there and jump like yeah. that. Yeah, forty-two inch vertical ain't bad. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I got a two-inch vertical, so he's. Yeah, only I don't have any vertical. I'm, I was on the front page of this Montana Standard when I played for Butte High. And I'm I'm up in the air like this, and you look down, and my feet are about two and a half inches off the ground. Your <laughs> way up there, yeah. it's all fun. So so when yeah. when someone describes you, that's why I have a hard time. You know, you talk about Andy Larson. Oh, he was the center. He was the football player, mm-hmm. or or the musician. What what would what, what would you put in your first line of your uh, your bio there? Would my you musician bio, or? I just uh, uh, the guy who got the chance to do it all. Yeah. You know, you know, and I got I did get the chance to do it all. I got the chance to travel the world I got the chance to play in front of people I was on national TV I you know I I, uh, I raced in the Gold Coast 400 with my backer you know I got to I got to race a race car yeah. I got to, all this stuff was just great I never did jump out of a plane and I never will unless right. I have to yeah there's no reason to jump out of a perfectly never good plane. perfectly good plane <laughs> I'm like I'm like uh, a Madden you know John yeah I'll take the bus yeah yeah, yeah I fly but yeah no, I'm with you. I'd rather yeah. be in a bus than yeah. a plate. Yeah, I'd rather be in a bus. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Right. But like sitting in this coach's corner, you know, it's like, you know, I, there are a ton of people in here that influenced me. A lot of people yeah. that influenced me. 
You know, you, you know, even even old Paulie. You know, we were roommates at MSU yeah. during football. Yeah, we, we just a good together. guy. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a great room. I yeah. love this coach's corner here, medals. It's uh, Jim Kello in his white gloves. Oh, when he do football, he referee with his white gloves. I'll never forget muddier than hell. We're sitting there and they bring it out for a measurement, and they trying to find the white line to put the 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 chain on it, the middle chain, so they yeah. can stretch it. They finally find that because it's just a mess. Yeah. And Kello gets down on his knees and his hands, and he looks at the ball and the and the stick, and it's like a foot. <laughs> and he gets down and he comes up in his hand and he goes this far <laughs> and it's not this far yeah it's this far because he wanted Forward. everybody to know he was the referee yeah he had the white hat on yeah yeah he was a beauty wasn't he a beauty oh my god yeah i was so glad yeah. that i got the chance to know him later yeah. in his life you know yeah and uh, some of these guys yeah tom prouse we're sitting right sure. here ted richards you know, yeah. of course lebsog's right there too right or, you yeah know, mike crow or all yeah. this is uh not a great, a pretty good group. group. Tom Houck, he, yeah, he didn't spend a lot of time in Butte, but and then Duke Edwards, who's his son, uh, is taken over as the basketball coach for Terry Thomas, I believe, in Dillon. Right in Dillon, yeah. And 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 Duke's son Jeff, he is a miniature Ted Stanisich. I mean, he his whole life he grew up wanting to be Ted Stanisich. Really? You know, there, yeah. And, and, which there's not a there's not a probably not a better life to emulate in the right. world than Ted Stanis. Yeah. Just, right. But you know, but, but yeah, that's Jeff funny. Is like that, that's so. funny. But yeah. it's cool seeing seeing all yeah. these these down in here. Yeah. You know? And someone took one. Ed Yo's was taken down. I wonder why. Yeah. Someone someone uh, just well there was you see two spots over there. Someone stole Ed Yo and and Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant wasn't you know obviously he's not a coach in Butte, but he signed an autograph to Ray Yulin, so that's, he was in here. Oh, then and someone it. stole it. Yeah. So I, I, and those are two. So we got to recreate. I don't think we can get the Bear Bryant autograph again for him. But no, we can I get think the, Bear's gone. Yeah, well, yeah. But we could get the Ed Yo plaque back. Ed Yo plaque. We can, yeah. we can make a new one. Ed Yo was great. He was an assistant coach on a basketball team, and he he could pound. If there was a three point line when he played, I don't know if anybody ever scored. Yeah. He just come. He get to the to the ten second line and just throw it up and swish. Yeah. Throw it up and swish. Yeah. He made. He got a lot of. Uh, lunches bought to him by our, by us guys, because we bet him he couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's luckily we the people they weren't sure who was missing, in that photo. Right. And who's you know because they're like Dave's like I didn't put it. I don't know whose it was. And yeah. luckily we had somebody took a photo of us when there we were was. doing our radio show. Oh. And said, hey, it's Ed Yo. Ed Yo. You know, eventually yeah. we could have figured it out. Yeah. Who was missing? But he's the only guy ever knew got hit by lightning twice. He, he got hit by he hit, Yeah, when he was in his barn, he was on a aluminum ladder. I think he got smacked. No then some other time, yeah. Yeah. Someone talk, I, why I remember these things, he's, he really, was one, I don't know. He's one of my all-time favorite people. Good you know, guy. Because I transferred to Butte as a junior and joined the golf team, and, and Ed and Bonnie were, yeah, you know, they were, they were just off the charts good. Yeah, good people, yeah. yeah. So we got, like I said, Butte's in a, a unique place. Yeah. You know, we got talent, we got... We got guts, we got uh, tough guys, and we got pretty girls. I mean, what else could you want? And yeah. good beer. Yeah. And beer joints that still sell it to you for two fifty, three bucks a, a bottle, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no place I'd rather live, that's for no, sure. No, I had chances, but yeah. yeah. As a kid, I'd never thought I would stay here, you know, right. thought I'm going to cover the Red Sox or the Bears. Right, you know, work, yeah. Work there doing this. Yeah. And, and then uh, well, now I... I I'll yeah. never leave you. Yeah. Well, like I got Coach a Green says, be feet first, right? Right, feet first. <laughs> I got a chance to, to help my parents. Yeah. 
you know, people who move away don't get that chance. They're they're long distance, and then when something happens, yeah, what do you do? You come home, and then you you're home because not because they called you, but because you have to be home because something yeah. happened, and it's tough. I think I think a lot of people regret, you know, some of that because I think being home and, and being able to help your parents when they're elderly or when they're sick and that stuff. Yeah. I'm a I'm an orphan, so. You know, I, both of mine are gone. Yeah. But I did it right up until the end. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think it's uh, one of those things, you know, you just, uh, you do what you have to do when you do it. And uh, take no prisoners. Just yeah. make sure you get her done right. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you've done. You know. I try. Well, Andy, I appreciate your time. Yeah, I don't know if there's well, anything you can use in this thing. No, uh, all of it. That's just, uh, we're at an hour 26 okay, now, and it, it's well, all gold. Go three or four more hours if you'd like. I got other, <laughs> I got other stories from other parts yeah. of my life. I'm a Walter Mitty, well, you know. We're going to, Walter <laughs> Mitty, we're, we're going to, we'll have to, we'll do this again. We'll have to have part two and then part three down the Sounds road. Sounds good.